0: Silver Fern Farms Plate to Pasture Podcast, powered by the country. Well hello and welcome in to the Plate to Pasture podcast, a special series here on the country in association with Silver Fern Farms. My name's Rowena Duncan, executive producer for the country and on this very first episode joining me is the head honcho, Simon Limmer, chief executive of Silver Fern Farms. Simon, great to have you join me in the studio today. How's it going?
1: Oh kia ora ro. it's going uh, pretty well. It's cold out there, I've just arrived <laughs> in Dunedin bit of turbulence and a bit of uh, snowy weather, but um, it's going well. We're working our way through a tough winter.
0: Yeah, yep, indeed. Hey, look, now, I know uh, big birthdays are something that a lot of us mere mortals like to avoid, uh, but I always say birthdays are a privilege uh, denied to many, and that's the same for business. Silverfern Fern Farms blowing out 75 candles on the 28th of September. This is a huge occasion.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, a lot of people complain about getting older, but the alternative is not such a, such a good option. So exactly. we're we're pretty um, you know excited to to be turning seventy five. It's um, you know there's been a few moments along our history whereby we thought we may not get there, uh, and so it is it is a fantastic milestone for us. Pretty focused on what happens next, but uh, you know every so often you've got to stop and look back and just reflect on what's been important. So, yeah, good good birthday for us.
0: Yeah, and uh, I have done a wee bit of research. You're sharing your birthday year, uh, also blowing out 75 candles this year. We've got King Charles III, uh, Donna, Donna Summer, who you would have been a fan of back in the day, I'm sure.
1: Absolutely. Donna <laughs> was a big 70s uh, part of my life.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh, the likes of your Ozzy Osborne, Robert Plant, Alice Cooper, Kenny Loggins, uh, Richard Simmons as well. You didn't think to emanate him at any stage your life? Uh
1: We have different haircuts, actually, the yes. two of us. So yes, yeah. actually,
0: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that one. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber in the mix as well, Stephen Tyler, Stevie Nicks, the list goes on. Hey, look, what stands out for you looking back over the history of Silverfern Farms? I know there's a lot of it in 75 years, but what are some of those key moments for you that have shaped where you are today?
1: Oh, I think you know, it has been really important for us to look backwards because we've, We've really got a sense of what's in our DNA, and and the more that we reflect on the past, the more we sort of see how important that is to us today as we think about what we need to do next. And, you know, they were a pretty innovative lot. They were under pressure. They needed to make sure that farming was viable first and foremost, and they needed to, um, you know, connect themselves more proactively with the market. So, you know, that's really consistent. They were market-led. They were innovators in terms of the models that they put in place, and they were a pretty resilient lot as well. So all of those things still hold.
0: What do you think has changed?
1: I think um, the world's much smaller. You know, people are so much better informed. Um, We can jump on planes. We can go and meet face to face. We can visit the market. And it just felt as though I think in the past it was a little bit of an anonymous, you know, the, the the product was being exported over the shoulder and they didn't really have that connection that today certainly, you know, we just have to be so connected into.
0: I'd hazard a guess it's saying the last three years have probably been some of the most turbulent in Silver Fern Farms' history. We've just seen uh, things we didn't even imagine becoming issues coming to the fore there. Uh, how do you think you've come through that period?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, we, we've talked about the disruption of the last three years, and it certainly has felt that it's probably been as tough as ever. But I, I'm sure back in the day that they were, you know, they had their issues as well that um, would have been, you know, existential in nature. So, um, you know, I think what's been really good for us is that we've just continued to find solutions. You know, we've found new markets, we've found pathways to markets, we've been really agile. And that's probably the word that describes us, that, you know, we're a big organisation with so many people and plants, but everyday. the the guys have just been working super hard to find a new solution to a you know, a, another problem which has arisen. So I think that, that resilience and that agility um, really defines you know what we need to be if we're going to continue to be successful.
0: One thing that struck me as we've been recording this podcast series and I've been chatting to different uh, members of your team has been the clear sense of purpose, uh, a real understanding of why you are doing what you're doing day in, day out. And that's something I don't think every company are really on the same page with.
1: Yeah, so creating goodness from the farms the world needs. It took us, um, you know, a couple of years to really sort of work through uh, who we are and, and what we're here to, to do. It was a, uh, an exercise where, you know, we had a lot of people involved right throughout the organisation because it was important that we really understood um, what it meant for us. But the more that we think about that purpose, the more that we think about creating goodness, the more that we think about the farms that the world needs, it really helps us to narrow down our decisions, and you know, make sure that we're we're, we're really living up to that purpose. Um, and certainly, it resonates with uh, with the business, with our customers, with our farmers. So it's it's binding us together pretty well.
0: Now, farmers are obviously under quite a bit of pressure at the moment. We are seeing, you know, we have seen some really record high prices. We're coming down from those a wee bit. We've got increasing on-farm inflation, which is really challenging as well I think things like you know a couple of years ago seeing your beef on stage in New York in the middle of a talk show you know it's little things like that that actually uh, I think boy people a wee bit
1: yeah I mean certainly we we know we're really grateful for the profile and the brand that we've managed to establish around the world it does I think make New Zealand farmers incredibly proud to see their product being so well celebrated uh, in markets around the world. That's what we're here to do. Uh, But you're absolutely right. It is a tough moment in time. You know, there is uh, the market pressure. They feel as though they're being squeezed in terms of returns coming back, costs going up, and then they're sort of getting sideswiped by the regulatory environment and the uncertainty. So it's really important that we continue to celebrate and set the direction Mid and, and longer term, because the short term we're always going to have that volatility and the main thing is that you know we focus on what's really important, that's the consumer and the markets that are really looking for what it is that we produce. So really optimistic that we can ride out the sort of short term volatility and that purpose and that strategy is absolutely the right one from from our perspective.
0: What's your message to people who might be new to the industry? Because you know it is easier for those who've been around for generations, had that business passed on. Some of them have seen this before, they've written it out before. They might be at a better debt leveraging place than those who have just come into it. And mm. uh, yeah, they must be a little bit concerned at the moment.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. We've sort of had a decade of, of pretty good returns, low interest rates. Um, and for, for, you know, new generation farmers, it'd be quite hard to sort of confront the, the reality of interest rates and costs and returns that they're seeing at the moment. As you say, you know, the multiple generations, they've seen this before, they see the volatility, and it is important just to keep a little bit up your sleeve to make sure you can ride out the the choppy water. Um, But essentially, we will come through it. Um, We will find a pathway forward. There will be a moment where the markets turn again. We're getting a sense that we're probably getting close to that moment Um, but it is important just that they configure themselves so that they they can you know live comfortably enough through those times and then really celebrate and make the progress that they need um, when when the good times do do return I think the um, the pace of change is something that they must struggle with as well you know they're feeling this pressure to continue to evolve to um, improve their farming processes and practices all the time so just ensuring that that pace is manageable is is critical.
0: Looking further afield, uh, I understand you get to travel around the world a wee But it's not always that jet set lifestyle that the likes of your other 75 buddies, uh, King Charles and Stevie Nicks and uh, Alice Cooper might be enjoying, and I'm not saying you're 75, the company, obviously. Uh, you know, what kinds of conversations are you having with people overseas, with your suppliers, with your consumers, uh, and with your contemporaries as well?
1: I feel 75 at Times <laughs> Row after all that travel, but there's a lot of rock- Rock stars on your list, I keep noticing, and and um, King Charles must be enjoying the company that he's keeping with all those <laughs> yeah. seventy five year olds. Um, you, as we as we go around the world, you know, it is. Um, it's really good to connect back with with our customers and 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 see people around the world. What's really important for us is that we're you know continuing to evolve and configuring our products, which are going to suit um, you know the the various different consumers. Massive changes that we've experienced in the last decade with China coming to the fore. You know, of course, over a number of years we've we've travelled a little bit further, uh, less far in terms of our you know pathways to market and the Pacific region the Asian region really really exciting for us but we have to learn how to you know how to do business how to configure our products make sure that we're really connecting and that's a that's a new challenge just so important that we're out there and getting to know people really well
0: one thing that uh, you know concerned people a couple of years ago was this prominence and the rise of alternate proteins and that was your fake steaks and things like that uh, and I mentioned the other day that there's nothing Kiwis love more than when they get a good steak they just want to pop it on the Barbie. I don't think we've actually seen these alternate proteins pose as much of a threat as people were predicting a few years ago.
1: No, it's been I think it's been a really useful conversation for us because uh, five years ago, we were really confronted by alternative proteins, plant-based proteins, lab-based proteins, uh, and what it's done is it's elevated the conversation to a much higher level, uh, and that's really good for us because our pr- our production systems in New Zealand are unique and they're exceptional. So the the quality of what we produce and the way that we produce it is quite different, and it is exactly what you know the world needs. So um, you know having those conversations about five years ago has been valuable for consumers to be thinking about where their food comes from, how it's been produced, the impact that it has on the environment, the impact it has on the communities that are producing it, Uh, and therefore I think our story is much uh, sharper uh, easier to tell today than it was a few years back and in the meantime the consumer's chosen quite um, proactively that they really do want naturally uh, produced products rather than these alternatives that uh, are struggling in today's environment. So there's probably a place for everything. The world is going to need more protein uh, but the discerning consumers are wanting you know that high quality that we produce here. So it's a good story.
0: And I know there's been a lot of conversation recently uh, coming out of the likes of Pork New Zealand at how we're importing pork that's not produced under the same welfare standards as we have here in New Zealand. And that's something their producers are really proud of, is those standards that they adhere to. How do you see it as being the CEO of Silver Fern Farms, going out there around the world, knowing what your producers are doing on farm here in New Zealand? That must make you pretty proud.
1: Oh, absolutely! I mean, New Zealand's always had a great reputation. We're good people. We're easy to deal with. We're trustworthy. We're, you know, we've got firm handshakes and good smiles. So, <laughs> you know, when we travel the world, it's it's uh, it's easy to open doors. But the the reality is, we have to step through those doors, and we have to back it up with greater integrity than you know just those. Our good looks, um, and you know I think more and more our uh, production systems, the integrity that we have behind them, our ability to tell the story with real authenticity uh, is serving us really really well. I think you know in the current environment where we 're faced with climate change and environmental challenges, and we're seeing that the New Zealand system is coming under pressure that we 're putting on ourselves because we really want to make sure the integrity is is you know as high the highest in the world. We sometimes see that others aren't living up to those standards. That's a bit frustrating for us. But it, I think, you know, again, it allows us just to position our products so well and with real value
0: Look I think your marketing team have missed a bit of a trick here because there was a big uh, event earlier this year, the coronation of the king, we've mentioned him a few times in this podcast, I reckon your firm handshake and your good smile would have got you an entry to that coronation uh, along with Mike Hosking from Newstalk ZB, you know if he could go you could go, just by saying hey mate we're also turning 75 this year as well
1: Well we had Richie McCaw come and uh, talk to us at at our conference a couple of weeks ago which was our 75th celebration and um, thankfully, Richie brought Gemma along as well because she really stole the show. She, yeah, she, um, you know, she told us the true stories behind what was going on in the McCaw <laughs> household. Um, but you know, Richie was there, so we felt as though we were all well represented. I don't know, was Ozzy Osborne there?
0: Probably not. Actually, mm. yeah, I feel like a few of you missed a trick this year. Never
1: mind. we <laughs> probably some of our pastors caught up with us.
0: Simon Lim, a chief executive of Silver Fern Farms, really interesting. Just picking your brains today about you know the space that the red meat sectors in at the moment and I think if companies like yourself turning 75 I know Norwood Farm Machinery are turning 75 as well you know you've got a proud history servicing this nation's farmers and working alongside them to create value that you can be really proud of it's it's really good to be catching up around that.
1: Yeah, I mean, 75 years actually feels like it's only about half the story. If you think back to the first meat export, 1882, um, a couple of our plants date to the 1880s as well, back in the South Island. So, you know, this industry has been the backbone economically. Uh, It's served the communities around the country for such a long time. 75 years is a a really good milestone for us, but it actually goes back a little bit further than that. The main thing for us is, you know, what are we going to be looking like in 75 years? We're pretty determined that we're going to be here and we're going to be a global player really uh, delivering what the world needs Um, but there's work to be done so you know we're delighted to to tick off the birthday and we're looking really uh, hard into the future.
0: Yeah that is one of my favourite stories is the history of where meat all began here in New Zealand back in that 1882 sailing of the SS Dunedin through to London. What a great story. Simon Limmer, Chief Executive of Silver Fern Farms appreciate your time.
1: Thanks Ro, it's uh, been a pleasure.